Hi, you're listening to Living Life on Purpose, and I'm your host, Matt Wilson. The goal of this show is for us to sit down with successful people who also live a life of purpose. We want you to hear their stories, understand that they've had to overcome adversity, how their faith has played a role, and ultimately we want you to be encouraged by the things that you hear so that you can walk through similar situations. We hope you enjoy. Here in the studio with Carol Bevel, the co-founder of Fuel Your Body, Feed Your Soul, a health and wellness organization, and also the author of I Am His, a 21-day devotional to just guide people spiritually. So, Carol, it is an honor to have you here today. It is an honor to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me to be on the podcast today. Yes. So, uh, Carol and I met at Lifetime Fitness. Uh, I guess we've known each other for several years, and uh, ultimately... Uh, we've been friends on Facebook, Facebook. And, and so we've, we've gotten to know each other a little bit better through that. And uh, when she founded Fuel Your Body, Feed Your Soul with uh, Alex Brigham, the, the two of them together, uh, I just saw what they were doing and I really appreciated that. Uh, tell me how that got started and kind of the, the mindset behind it. So I've been in the wellness industry as a personal trainer, cycling coach, and nutrition coach for over 30 years. We're just going to say over 30 years. <laughs> and um, my dad um, went out to spend his last three days with him. He died of kidney failure, so just completely blessed to be given that time with him. He started to really harass me about the fact that I had not written a book. And I told him no one reads books. <laughs> um, everybody does blogs. <laughs> And I have no clue how that works. So when I came back um, after laying him to rest, I was complaining and whining about having made this promise to my father um, that before my 50th birthday, I would do something with this, but I don't know how to start a blog. And Alex overheard me and she said, you know, that's what I do. Mm. And I said, what? She goes, I design blogs. Give me some stuff that you've written and we'll do it. So it started sort of, Humbly enough with that, just kind of putting up something I wrote, I believe the first thing was managing carbohydrates. And um, she asked me what was with the name, Fuel mm. Your Body, Feed Your Soul. And I told her that since coming to faith, I had recognized that the wellness industry, the diet culture had become false idols. And that I really um, wanted the women that I coach to know that God gave us everything we need to fuel our bodies. But more importantly, he asks us to feed our souls continuously mm. with him and that he needs to be first mm. in everything. He needs to be let out of the pantry mm. <laughs> and put first in our relationship mm. with food. And Alex, and it, it was just like the Holy Spirit just sort of took over. Mm. We met in a coffee shop that's now sadly closed, mm. Urban Standard. Mm. And um, we started talking about Romans 12, 2 and... Um, what real transformation is and taking that word back from the mm. diet culture and my life first, Matthew six mm. thirty three, seeking mm. God first in all things. And mm. I, it just, it evolved from there. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. And and I could sense that the, the things that, that you guys posted were, um, they were God breathed mm -hmm. and, and it was not only encouraging, but it was, a different perspective than, you know, a lot of the other things mm -hmm. that you're bombarded with, you know, especially when it comes to health and wellness. I like to try and take care of my body. Right. Um, you know, exercise, eat healthy, things of that nature. But but a lot of it is, you know, surrounded by, you know, either weight loss or muscle gain or, or things of that nature. But uh, but it was very refreshing. And so um, 
I appreciate that you've taken that approach because, you know, this whole show, it's about, you know, people that, that choose to live a life of purpose. Mm -hmm. You know, there are plenty of other things that we could do that, that may be more profitable. Uh, but at the end of the day, when we pursue purpose and we pursue the call that he has for our life, you know, his ways are always greater than ours. And, you know, I just I think that the fulfillment that comes from that is is so much better than than if we just choose the world's way. So have you seen that to be the case from, you know, feedback that you're getting from people that, that check yeah. this out? I think that, um, you know, it's an interesting thing. I, I sort of I was what would be called um, an insecure, very quiet Christian um, for probably the first decade after mm -hmm. I accepted Christ at the age of 40. Um, always making excuses for myself. I write a bit about that in the devotional that, you know, I'm not good at praying. I'm not good at evangelism. I'm not, but, um, or I need to respect my family um, who are Jewish and not be very public with my faith. I had all of these reasons. Um, and I realized at some point when I started this with Alex that, you know, God has just relentlessly pursued me the whole of my life. Mm -hmm. And I felt it. And it took me 40 years to surrender to it. Mm -hmm. And then it took me 10 years after mm -hmm. surrendering my life to Christ to realize that I'm still looking to self, mm -hmm. right? I, mm -hmm. The world is like catnip to someone mm -hmm. like me. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm type A. I'm very disciplined. I rise early in the morning. Mm -hmm. I do what I say I'm going to do. I work hard. And I'm very self-reliant. Mm -hmm. And for 10 years, I realized I had no peace in that. Um, and why didn't I have peace in that? Was I not good enough at being a Christian? Was I not, you know, all yeah. of these boxes that I check. And I realized that it's because I was self-reliant and not God-reliant. Mm -hmm. And when I started Fuel Your Body, Feed Your Soul with Alex, um, I, I would say that it started being self-reliant. Mm -hmm. Um, and the more we pursued it, mm. um, the more God interrupted it. Mm. And I, I don't know how else to mm. say it, but I would come out to my kitchen table, which is where I write. And I would want very clearly to be writing about something else. But mm. I realized that I was just doing what a lot of people do, um, still depending on the world and self mm. and kind of God is a part of it. And I realized that, no, God is it. Mm. And that has to be the foundation, the center, and what we're looking towards mm -hmm. and up. And once I started to do that, um, I realized that what he maybe wanted me to use my voice for was far different mm -hmm. than talking to women about macro, you know, their macros. Good. And so we've got very similar personalities uh, because all of the, the description that you just had for yourself, I, I would be a male version mm -hmm. of the, the things that you uh, just said. And it is, you know, in a world where, you know, you're driven, you're motivated, you are, are focused and, and you're determined along with that discipline, you know, you achieve quote unquote, uh, the world's version of success. Mm -hmm. And and I pursued that for a long time. And and I myself, you know, became a follower of Jesus in 2016 and, you know, was raised in the church and, and ultimately uh, grew away from God in my relationship 
when I went to college. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say it started my senior year in high school, really took a, a major shift in college when I just chose bad decisions at every turn. And, and it wasn't until I met Jamie, my now wife, that you know, I, I wanted to be a better man. Mm-hmm. And, and that got me back in church. But, but it wasn't, I mean, we were married in 2006. It wasn't until 2016 that I fully surrendered my life mm-hmm. to him. And, you know, at that point, I'm established in a business. I uh, had, had been in one business, you know, as a partner for eight years and, and felt God leading me away from that to start my own firm in 2015. But, you know, that first full year of being in business for myself, it was it was still striving. It was still, mm-hmm. well, you know, I feel like this is what God's wanting me to do, but I'm, I'm still wanting to do it my way. And then 2016, when I just completely surrendered it all to him, all aspects of my life, uh, I do believe that he's got me in the business realm for a reason, mm-hmm. and and he needs people in the the, you know, obviously vocational ministry, but he also needs people by vocational. He also needs people that are in the marketplace. He needs people to be able to speak to other business people and people that will never step foot in a church. And in that year, as I fully surrendered to him, the transformation that took place in all aspects of my life, and it just continues to get better the mm-hmm. more surrendered I get, it's, it's, there, there's no substitute for the fulfillment that you have. There, yeah. There's no substitute for the peace that you have and the you grace that you the walk fruit of, in. You experience the fruit of the spirit. Yes. You know, I, I, you know, I joke around in the devotional that surrender for me um is a sometimes often multiple times an hour mm-hmm. you know i i mm-hmm. i i resist i i i tend to want to control things it's mm-hmm. it's my nature and i've realized that how i know where i'm walking my own path mm-hmm. rather than the path that god wants me on mm-hmm. is i the fruit of the spirit mm. starts to not be experienced, mm. even in the midst of success. Mm-hmm. So that's my check. Do you know what mm. I mean? And mm-hmm. when I start to walk the path that, you know, I believe through my relationship with him, my mm. seeking him, my surrendering to him, my asking, you know, for me to have stillness and prayer time for really to hear mm. what he's directing me to do the way that I've come to learn that, okay, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm on the right path is I experience joy, mm. you know, kindness, mm. peace, mm. all of those things. And what I'm doing, maybe not human success mm. in terms of the things that my former self mm-hmm. would have put in benchmarks of, mm. you know, I'm winning. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, but um, just greater peace. And, you know, I can use my marriage as an example of that. You know, Chris and I have been married for 23 years mm. and we've always had a really good marriage. Mm. Um, just really good friends, really mm. solid, not a lot of trial mm. within our relationship. But the interesting thing is, is that when I even surrendered my marriage, to God, like I stopped feeling like somehow the marriage was taking from mm-hmm. me in certain areas and I got greater peace in my role mm-hmm. in the marriage. I would say that as a mom, mm-hmm. you know, when I surrendered my relationship, because look, you know, I realized early on that God was super happy that I surrendered mm-hmm. the easy things to him. Mm-hmm. But then it was like, Carol, you need to put me first. Mm-hmm in every area of yeah. life. I need to be first before your husband. I need to be first before your children. Mm-hmm. I need to be first before your finances, mm-hmm. before, before your work, before 
anything that this world lays claim to mm. you, I have to be first in it. And when you surrender that to him, I mean, truly, it's just, um, do you have happiness? Mm. No, not all yeah. the time, mm. but you have joy, you have contentment. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, you know, that's where it's good. So when I'm feeling the world pull at me, it rears its ugly head in sense of vanity, pride, frustration, mm -hmm. <laughs> anxiety, you know, just lack of peace. Mm -hmm. So I would, I would a hundred percent agree with that, mm -hmm. you know, and very blessed, but still, mm -hmm. you know, God has to be at the front of all of it. So what helped you come to that conclusion that it all needed to be surrendered? Because I was worn out. I mean, is that, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and not worn out visibly probably to anybody, you know, I, I, I thrive on overdoing. Mm -hmm. I, I really think <laughs> I do. Um, and I just couldn't quite get in my head. Did it have to be all or nothing? Because I didn't feel, you know, let's use physical fitness mm -hmm. because that's what my professional career is. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't fall to the side of the equation that just do nothing that we're not supposed to take care, you know, mm -hmm. like it's just whatever. Mm -hmm. And I don't fall on the side of the equation that I'm supposed to sacrifice everything to my physical fitness. Mm -hmm. I believe that God put me in a position to be a good steward of my body, to take mm -hmm. care of his creation mm -hmm. so that it can be used for his glory. Mm -hmm. So when I'm doing that for his glory, I get energized mm -hmm. by it. When I'm doing something as menial as laundry mm -hmm. and I'm doing it from a place of myself, mm -hmm. you know, my need to control the neatness in my house yeah. or or, you know, lorded over my children and my husband about, look mm. what I do for you all, mm. then laundry causes me grief. Mm. But when I even surrender that to him, mm. it's like, I just, I do, I feel this sense of peace. It's like, you know, folding laundry um, can be a time where I don't feel burdened by it. It can be mm. a quiet time that I'm connecting with my savior mm. and I'm just busy so that my mind rests and I mm. can, I can commune with him. Yeah. And um, so that's what did it. It's just the more I tried to be self-reliant, self-directed, the heavier and heavier my burden got. Mm -hmm. And the more that I just turned it over to him and just said, you know, I'm going to follow you. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to follow you and try to follow the best that I can. And then all of a sudden, everything that I did felt lighter. And again, it's, it's not done because I'm sure I will wake up tomorrow striving right. to accomplish something for myself right. and just hope that the Holy Spirit kind right. of intercedes right. and says, full stop. Yeah. <laughs>
I can't do all things. Yeah. It's not dependent on my strength. It's not dependent on my efforts. Mm -hmm. It's dependent on his strength. Yeah. It's dependent on what he did for mm -hmm. me. Learning that, you know, not set above, mm -hmm. I'm set apart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think that that's the, the critical difference is, you know, we've got to know what God's word says and we've got to, to be anchored in his truth because mm -hmm. the, the world is being shaken right now. Yes. Everything that can be shaken has been shaken and, and things that, that were not from him or for him, uh, they've been removed. And, you know, from that standpoint, um, you know, we're in a time and a season where people are looking to different voices to try and fill voids and they're looking for different voices to, to try and, uh, speak their truth. And at the end of the day, you know, if we don't know what God's truth is, then we can never align with that. And if we align with anything but his truth, we're going to end up down paths that we're not supposed to go down and they will lead to destruction. And so you're seeing a lot of chaos and destruction right now because people have gotten away from uh, part of the reason is churches have been closed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you can't attend church, then how are you going to hear God's word? And, and some of these people don't have access online. Um, you know, so we've got to continue to, to pray for the lost. We've got to continue to witness to the lost. We've got to continue to reach out to the lost. But at the same time, we got to recognize that lost people are acting like lost people. Mm -hmm. And so we've got to, to, you know, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. The same statement that Jesus made when he was on the cross after he'd been persecuted, mm -hmm. after he had been, you know, ridiculed and, and he was perfect and he was crucified and he still said, forgive them. And, you know, I, I think so many people are offended these days by everything. And, you know, in order to not be offended, we've got to die to self daily. Mm -hmm. And it is a constant process. It's a constant process. And, you know, I always think about how the enemy works and, and, and just using my own journey, you know, from being completely self-reliant to then being baptized at the age of 40 and feeling, I, I just can't even express what that mm -hmm. feels like when you rise up from the water, that mm -hmm. new self. Mm -hmm. But then for the next 10 years, um, really um going to church listening you know to worship music in the morning reading a bible verse or two mm. kind of praying it over myself or my family mm. but um maybe reading about the bible mm. because you know i was raised jewish so mm. you know reading books like you right. know who moved the stone more mm. than a carpenter reading about the bible but mm. not reading his word and then it was just like you know i need to be in god's word mm. and the thing that it opened up for me is I came to God's word truly just, you know, not understanding it. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. reading it and just what, mm. <laughs> what? <laughs> and, you know, and then it was just like, oh, the more I've read it, then the more became clear to me. And then each time I read it, and that was the really kind of a transformative moment for me. Mm. Each time I read it, I realized this is living word because He's revealing to me exactly what I need mm -hmm. in this moment. Yeah. And every time now, it's like a um, reflexive reaction. Every time now that something happens, I just, I go to my Bible because he kind mm -hmm. of answers that mm -hmm. space for me. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and I realized in reading it often that I started to look at it as a how-to manual mm -hmm. for my life. But then the more that I read it, the more that I had daughters entering into mm -hmm. 
the ages where social media was defining them, Mm -hmm. the more I realized that the Bible is a love letter. Mm -hmm. Um, It is God's love letter Mm -hmm. to us. And it's where he reveals who he is, but it also is where he reveals who we are Mm -hmm. to him. And he knows, he knows that the enemy uses everything he can use to tear us away. But I think I imagine that the enemy would come in and kind of just snatch me. But that's not what he does. Mm. It's it's a thousand cuts. Mm. It's like this slow drip. And, you know, part of I Am His came out of watching how the enemy lays claim to our identity, mm-hmm. not just through the earth shaking that we're getting right now, mm. which is kind of more obvious, mm. right? Okay, okay, the enemy's revealing himself. Mm. We can kind of see him and we're being asked to stand firm. You mm. know, the enemy is using culture and fear to shut down our mm. churches. Mm-hmm. But where we don't recognize him is all the small daily little Mm. pieces of territory that we give up to him, Mm -hmm. right? And so that's where I am. His came out Mm. of. It's like, where are we giving him a foothold Mm -hmm. in our lives? And it can be something as simple as looking to worldly gurus for Mm. what you should weigh. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and I realized that the women that I traffic with, when I moved from Seattle, the most unchurched city, in America. Mm. And I moved to the Bible Belt and I was surrounded by women that know God's word more intimately than I do, Mm. have spent their entire lives in it, Mm. devout, deeply rooted Christians. Mm. And I came here and I realized how many of them still put God second to so many worldly pursuits because they think they're doing good things in it and how the enemy is laying claim to their identity through those things and just taking a little piece of them mm-hmm. and um and you know and going to his word was like how do i anchor my daughters against this yeah you know well i i think that so it's it's interesting before you as you were stating uh, all of those things that you did i i heard identity Mm-hmm. And, you know, so Holy Spirit was, was speaking. It's all about identity. All and then you identity. just said that's that's what it's about. And there's so many people that are wrestling with who the world says they are. And if they only knew who God says they were. us more about the, the devotional, how you uh, came up with it. I mean, it, it is a beautiful, uh, I mean, you can tell that it is, it's, it's God breathed and it is, uh, it's Holy Spirit that, that has revealed things to you and you've written those things down for your girls, but now you're sharing it with the rest mm-hmm. of the world. Tell us more about it. So um, the messy part of it is, is that I'm a terrible silent prayer. Hmm. Um, I can walk through my house if no one's home and pray out loud mm. because I'm a coach mm. and I, I, I'm a public speaker. I can mm. do that all day long. Um, but as soon as I try to have quiet time with mm. God and pray internally, I'm like squirrel. <laughs> right. And and so what I started to do was, okay, I know that God knows every thought in my head even when before I do. But it's not satisfying to me. Mm. I'm praying and 15 minutes go by and I've spent more time thinking about what I have to do during the day than Mm. I do talking to my Mm. father. So I started this discipline (laughs) of sitting down on my iPad Mm. 
and typing what I was thinking, mm. just not writing, yeah. but typing mm. my praying. Mm. And what that did is it kept me just the activity mm. of typing, um, kept my prayers focused. Mm. And I just started typing these prayers and the verses were verses that for the women that I coach and then for my daughters or I would have women come to me and talk to me about what they look like, just diminished and small and how they need to be less. They need to weigh less. They need to speak less. They need all of these things. And I started just praying to God to, you know, give me things to speak truth over my female clients and my daughters, not my words, mm. not my motivation, not my coaching, mm. but what is it that you want them to know about mm. themselves? And so I started collecting these verses. Who does God say we are? Mm -hmm. And it was amazing because I was focused on who does God say he is, right? Mm -hmm. You know, in Genesis, he's the breath of life. In mm -hmm. Exodus, he's our chain breaker. You know, in, in Proverbs, he's our wisdom. And then you get to the New Testament and he's our savior, our grace, our love, our redemption. He's mm -hmm. all of those things. He's, you know, father, Messiah, and our um, helper. Mm -hmm. But then I was like, who does he say we are? Mm -hmm. And I realized that from beginning to end of the Bible, he tells us all the time who we are to him. Mm -hmm. He just needs us to see ourselves through his eyes. Mm -hmm. And when we see ourselves through his eyes, well, then we can be lights, mm -hmm. right? Then mm -hmm. we can have that spirit just mm -hmm. overflow from us and change the world mm -hmm. for him, mm -hmm. not for ourselves. In fact, mm -hmm. often I've learned the more I surrender to him, the less I get what I want. Yeah. <laughs> Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Um, the less I get what I want, but the more fulfilled I am. Mm -hmm. um, and so I just... I guess I just, I, I have this heart for women and for my daughters um, to anchor their identity firmly in God's truth and to know that when the world tells you you're not enough, God calls you complete. Mm -hmm. You know, when you pretend to be something on your social media, God tells you you're known. Mm -hmm. You know, when the world tells you that you are not good enough, God calls you worthy, a treasured possession. Mm -hmm. You know, when you don't feel attractive enough, God calls you beautiful. Mm -hmm. And these are the truths that they're not my truths. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, they're not a, a motivational blurb that I came up with mm -hmm. in the morning. It's every time you pick up the Bible, God reminds you who you were made to be. Mm -hmm. And so that's where the 21 days came out of, um, was recovering from my mastectomy. Mm -hmm. And I was supposed to be writing... Um, about false the false idol of diet culture mm. and the wellness industry and was very focused on that and these prayers just kept coming back and then mm. alex who's very much a millennial mm. and i'm very much an ex-gen yeah. said to me you know carol that's i'm always telling you you need to write about how you came to faith mm. and you won't because you're such an ex-gen yeah. and she's like that's take those prayers and mm. and it just sort of and it's soon as I surrendered to it, mm. it was just yeah. fairly effortless mm. to write it. I mean, it may not be well-written, mm. but it's definitely me trying to honor God yeah. through every word. Yeah. Well, people that they hear the voice or, or they, they hear the verse uh, that God will give you the desires of your heart, but often he changes your heart mm -hmm. to meet his desires. He doesn't just give you the, the worldly desires and, you know, he's not a genie. Mm -hmm. uh, but with that, you know, he changes us. A lot of times we're, we're yielding to the spirit and he gives us 
something that he wants for us, which is greater than what we wanted for ourselves. But, you know, it is, it is so amazing. So you have a book and then you've got uh, the blog and you've got these, these different outlets where you're sharing these. For me, it's, it's often, uh, I mean, I, I've got a blog on my website, but also it's, it's Facebook. And, mm-hmm. you know, so God speaks a thought to me and then I, you know, post it. And, and sometimes it's, it's fairly long. Uh, but it, it only, you know, it takes a couple seconds mm-hmm. because it just flows. Absolutely. And it's, you know, people, well, how long do you spend? Well, not that long, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like my small group on Fridays. Well, you know, how long do you prepare for this? I ask Holy Spirit what he wants to talk about. It. Then I try to get out of the way mm-hmm. and he just, it just flows. And, and I think that that is the, it's the greatest thing that the body of Christ has available it's the the Holy Spirit that d- dwells inside of us that that is just it's waiting to be released. It's mm-hmm. waiting to just you know we we just need to be open and willing and and He will flow through us and and the things that come out of us like I I don't know where that came from, but right. I know it's Him mm-hmm. and you know it the longer and the more I yield to Him the more you know, we're going to see more of that fruit and it is it's fun and and I can look back on something that. Uh, you know, with, with the memories on Facebook, you know, something from a year ago or two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, I'm like, wow, this is really good. Like, did I write this? Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I just, it doesn't even, like, it didn't come from me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I'm sure that you can look back at some of the stuff and like, wow, you know, this this is good stuff. Like, God, you're good. You know, like, yeah. it's amazing the stuff that you, thank you for using me. Yes. But I know what I'm capable of. And it's, you know, I listen to, back to some of these interviews and and I hear some of the stuff that that just pops up and it's like, I don't know where that came from. Like, I don't even remember saying that. Mm-hmm. And it's it's awesome to be used by him. But, you know, at the same time, you know, we don't get to take credit. Right. You know, because and it's him. It's he him. does the heavy lifting. Yeah. I mean, I walk into every I mean, probably, you know, I'll get in trouble at Lifetime, but I walk into every coaching opportunity Mm -hmm. the same way Mm -hmm. i I pray in Mm -hmm. my car Mm -hmm. for the holy spirit to give me the words that somebody in my class needs Mm -hmm. to hear that day Mm -hmm. and i always have that experience that people will text me and say what did you say Mm -hmm. and i have (laughs) no clue (laughs) what i said and um my instagram um is nine times out of 10, unless it's a recipe. Mm. Um, my Instagram is often, I wake up in the morning, mm. I get up very early before my family gets up and I don't have a schedule of posting. Mm. I wake up in the morning and the Holy Spirit just, I know that mm. I, I need to mm. write this. And it is honestly just raw mm. thoughts flowing. Mm. And I would say that the devotional was very much mm. like that. And, you know, I tell um, women have asked me, I don't, I don't want the people that walk into my class at Lifetime. Mm. I don't want the women that I coach mm. for nutrition or mm. the women that I train for nutrition. I don't want anybody that reads this book mm. to hear my voice mm. in their head. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I want them to hear the Spirit and God and Christ mm. working through me into their life. And mm. I want it to inspire them to ignite their faith and get mm. into His Word mm. so that He can speak to them in precisely the way that they need. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, you know, my prayer for this book, well, my prayer for my life is that every thought that I have, every word that I speak, every action that I take, that it brings Him glory. Yeah. 
And every day I ask for forgiveness because I fall Mm. far, far short Mm. of that desire. Um, But my prayer for this book Mm. is that God uses it Mm. exactly the way that he needs to use it. And I don't know if that's to reach one person, Mm. if it's to speak to many people. I just know that my job now is to not keep it from happening, Mm -hmm. that I need to put my shoulder to the wheel and help. And so if he tells me that this is what I need to be writing, then I need to get out of the way Mm -hmm. and I need to write it. Mm -hmm. If my insecurity about putting it out into the Mm -hmm. world Mm -hmm. or asking people to take a look at it starts Mm -hmm. getting in the way, then I need to get out of the way because Mm -hmm. it's, um, I didn't grow up in the church, but my kids sang the song about keeping your light under a Bushel? A bushel. Yeah. Um, you Right? Hiding yeah. it. It's like... This little light of mine? Yes, this little light of mine. So if I'm going to... If my gifts or my talents or my ability to publicly speak, mm-hmm. coach, inspire, mm-hmm. motivate, mm-hmm. or write, mm-hmm. if those are my talents and the things that I've been gifted with, but I'm selfishly holding on mm-hmm. to them or pridefully using mm-hmm. them for my own good, mm-hmm. then I'm not doing what... God has put me on this earth to do. Mm. And so at the end of the day, you know, I hope um, that I hope that I am his um, does exactly what God needs it to do. I've been reading the electronic version. Now I've got a hard copy. And so tonight I will start reading this to my daughters uh, because I believe it's it's extremely powerful. And the bookmark that you gave me the other day, my, my oldest daughter, she took it from me. Mm-hmm. So now I've got another one. Uh, that is bo- Alex, by the way. All right. Well, why don't you <laughs> read this out and, um, so and let know people they- know what what the book says and what God says about them. So, um, you know, the book is about making sure that you um, have your identity um, firmly anchored in God and God's truth about you. And so the things that God calls um, people and look, these are just 21. 21 Mm. felt right to me. Mm. Actually, you know where 21 came out of? Mm. It came out of um, we're members at um, the church at Brook Hills. Mm. But my daughter loves 21 days Mm. of um, prayer prayer and fasting Mm. through Church of the Highlands. And it was so funny because when I looked at the verses Mm. that I had, there were 21 (laughs) of them. Mm. So I was like, I'm not going to look for any more because my instinct was look for more to make it longer, Mm. you know, because overachiever. Right. right. Um, But I just left it the way it was. So these are the verses. Um, How it... um, The book is called I Am His. So he calls you chosen, worthy, wonderfully made, his masterpiece, his temple, his child, his delight. He calls you beautiful, known, complete, free, equipped, purposed, empowered, anointed, a royal priesthood. You are forgiven, loved, victorious, and redeemed. And each day Mm -hmm. is probably, what would you say, 10 minutes of reading? It's Mm -hmm. a verse. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then it weaves God's truth mm-hmm. um, through other verses mm-hmm. into people's lives. Mm-hmm. And um, hopefully 
hopefully it leads people to a deeper relationship with Christ, to a new relationship with Christ. Um, hopefully it reaches um, people like me that are wandering around in the dark for 40 years of their life and just need someone to flip the switch, mm -hmm. you know, to plant that seed. And so, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I pray that that's what it's used for. Yeah. Well, so the, uh, you, you came from a Jewish background and the, the Israelites, they were wandering around in the desert for 40 years. Oh, we're wanderers and yeah. whiners. Yeah. <laughs> but ultimately after that 40 years, they got to see the promised land. And yeah. so after 40 years, you got to see the promised land. So that's a beautiful thing that, that even though it took 40 years, you know, for mm -hmm. me, it was late 30s, um, 37, 36, somewhere in there. Um, so we we are very determined. We are very um, driven. And, and so it, it took us a long time <laughs> running in the wrong direction yeah. to realize, like, we just need to, to turn around and go the other way. Uh, but but thankfully, we figured how, it out. But isn't it beautiful how God pursued us? Yeah. I mean, I think about that all the time. Mm. He's relentlessly pursued me. Mm my whole life. And I was on a, um, working with some women, um, in out of Texas and they, she is a worship singer and she described Jesus to me that, um, when she heard about my history, she said, he's just a gentleman. Mm. He won't push through the door. You have mm. to invite him yeah. in, but he's always there. Yeah. He's always there waiting mm. for you. And so I think that, um, since he, relentlessly pursued me for 40 years and um, I have complete faith that he will continue to relentlessly mm. pursue me and never give up on me. I think that the least I can do is with whatever time I have left is to relentlessly pursue him. And yes. um, it's a beautiful, life-affirming, peace-giving, burdenless journey mm. um, when you finally give up your willfulness and, yes. you know, I come by my willfulness, yeah. honestly. <laughs> well, it, the main thing is we uh, we figured it out, and now we can help other people yeah, figure it out as hope well. So. so how can people uh, get the book? How can they learn more about you? So um, my Instagram is um, Fuel Body Feed Soul, um, and there is a link on the Instagram um, okay. that takes you to the blog, mm -hmm. takes you to um, our Facebook page, takes you to all of those things. Um, and then the book is available on Amazon and yeah. it's now in Kindle or mm -hmm. ebook version yeah. and also in paperback. Awesome. And um, so you have to really look for it, right? Because it's self-published. So right. <laughs> it's like, I am his Bevel right. or I am his Carol and probably still three t-shirts will show up right. before it, <laughs> but, okay. but it's there. It's awesome. Well, I really appreciate you being here with us today. And, and I know that that your story and your walk and your your willingness and obedience to to follow the call that he has for your life is is it's been a blessing here today and it's going to continue to be a blessing to so many people so thank you for sharing with us well thank you for having me on and helping me get the word out about this so that you know god can get busy yeah <laughs> yes well thank you guys for checking us out and uh and follow us on living life on purpose on facebook and also living life on purpose always on Instagram. So thanks so much. Check us out next time. <laughs>